Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. Today, we are excited to be joined by Nick McDonald, Managing Partner and Head of U.S. Operations at Tempting Talent. Today, Mr. McDonald joins the show to take an in-depth look at why strong delivery teams are so important and how delivery teams were impacted by COVID-19. Nick will also provide insight to how Tempting Talent is attracting high-quality leaders for delivery teams and suggestions on qualifications to look for in strong leaders. Nick, with all that said, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing really well, Rob. Thank you for having me. Well, let's dive right in. Nice to have you, and, and let's, let's just go for it. First off for you, Fantastic. discuss the need for strong delivery teams and why there is a growing need to hire leaders to work on delivery teams in the search industry. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic question. And I think that when you look at delivery, I think it's best first to define what we mean by delivery. Delivery within executive search is essentially the individuals who are responsible for sourcing the talent pool, finding the individuals who will ultimately hopefully be placed with the client. Now, there is without question a global labor shortage at the moment. Um, and there is an incredible demand for talent and in particularly niche talent. So the need to have a good you know, execution and search function is paramount to having a great search team. So I feel like that's probably the most general answer I can give you, but it's also probably the most direct. Okay, good enough. Let We'll see if we can break it down if, if need be. You mentioned there is a sure. big churn in delivery teams at the largest search firms. What impact will this have on the industry overall, and how will this impact the smaller boutiques as well? Sure. I think that's a great question. So ultimately, I think we have to look back at the last two years going into the winter of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic. Essentially. If you were a business developer or, say, a revenue generator within the executive search industry, you know, you, your weight was gold in 2020, given the lack of business that was floating around within the general market. And search consultants or execution teams, delivery teams, were ultimately either treated in a way in which they were seen as second class to the overall organization and didn't necessarily have a function that was, say, as needed as a revenue generator. Um, there wasn't enough business. So large executive search firms had to cut a lot of their staff. As a result of that, you had a lot of movement in the middle of 2020 of search consultants either going in-house or joining larger agencies or agencies that were now allowing for remote work. And so ultimately there has been a large churn due to I think the, the impact that COVID-19 has had on the mental health of execution search consultants. Whereas if you look at their role now, you know, they've never been more in demand, they're needed. And so search organizations who I think took those individuals for granted in 2020 that didn't do their best to ensure that they were happy or providing for them or taking care of them during a really tumultuous time within majority of people's lives within the search industry are now seeing the pitfalls of that. Um, they're not being able to attract um, the same level of talent. 
Um, they're also now competing with a no no longer a regional competition. It's national competition. Like the world of search is now remote. So a search consultant that was in Ohio who was competing against Ohio search firms had now has the capacity to work in a search firm in San Francisco, working with leading venture capital funds, because it's irrelevant of where you're based now, so long as you have the you know, existing experience or the intelligence to be able to work on one of those regional, other regional markets. Remote work has really changed that um, in regard. So it's really hard to now attract that quality to your firm. What makes you stand out? Because they're com you're competing against a, you know, a national market now. It's no longer state by state. Great detailed answer, Nick. Uh, how did COVID-19 leave a lasting impact on the search industry with regards to the delivery teams? Sure, yeah. And I, I think this was just an extension of, you know, what I was previously saying. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I think, you know, mental health is something we talk a lot about. But I think that it is one of the primary factors when looking at 2020 and, you know, the world of work during that time. I think a lot of people, particularly in search, where in some cases it can be very boom and bust, people didn't know whether they were going to be let go yeah. on the Friday or the Monday. And as a result of that, that fear, I think a lot of people have sought for security um, during that time. And as a result of that, have actively looked to you know, find new areas of employment or looking for firms that can provide further stability or security. You know, one of the number one questions that search consultants are asking our, our clients when we're taking feedback calls of our clients is essentially, you know, what were your practices during COVID-19? How many people did you let go during COVID-19? Why did you let go of those people during COVID-19? And so although, you know, you know, we're still obviously de dealing with, you know, the Delta variant, you know, the the terribleness and the calamity we dealt with in 2020. Some of it may seem like it, it's now in the past, but really we're still dealing with the trauma of that. And we're seeing in how people are interviewing or how they're taking uh, roles and opportunities. Um, the, the second component of that um, is just remote work. Uh, remote work has completely changed this industry to such a technical de degree. I mean, the individual who trained me, you know, was still dealing with facts between moving recruiters between the UK and Hong Kong, yep. um, you know, back when, uh, you know, uh, Asia was exploding. And, you know, you look at today and anything can be done virtually, just like this conversation. And I think that goes without saying now. But the impacts of that is is so enormous. Um, you know, we don't think about this, but there's a lot of competition in between states. Um, and when you look at, you know, say the Floridian market or the other example I gave towards Ohio, you know, the reality is that, you know, those search firms have been able to grow and prosper without the fear of what California search firms or New York search firms are doing. Um, and now they need to directly compete against them. Not, not necessarily just from a client's perspective, but also compensation perspective, base yeah. perspective. A lot of search firms now are taking an approach of, I don't care where you live, we're going to pay you the same standard rate of where we're headquartered. So if that area is San Francisco, 
or New York City or Washington, D.C., you best believe there's going to be people in the Midwest who are going to be earning three times what their competitors in the same area are. And, and that's really the new world now we live in within SERP. So there's definitely a what I would call it is a like a swallowing of the Midwest of both coasts on the east and the west coast are essentially taking advantage of search firms in the Midwest uh, who can't compete on the front that the East Coast and the West Coast firms or international large search firms can compete upon. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Okay. How is Tempting Talent working to attract high quality search delivery talent in a competitive market, Nick? That's a great question. So I'll answer this on two fronts. So one in terms of our candidate pool, um, you know, as you mentioned in, in my in the introduction, you know, Tempting Talent is an executive search firm that wholly places revenue generators and executive search consultants within recruitment firms. So we hire recruiters ourselves, but we're also responsible for hiring uh, recruiters for our clients. And so in terms of hiring for our clients, I, I think it has to do a lot with being able to one, tell the story of our clients. And, you know, the story of your client isn't necessarily, you know, what is the company? What do they do? That's only, I think, a fraction of it. Mm. A lot of people now are moving, you know, I think for the actual people whom are going to manage them. A lot of people who have lacked development over the last year, whether because of remote work or just the chaotic nature of the last year. And so there's a human element towards who your manager is going to be. Can you tell the story of the person that's going to manage the candidate of whom you're speaking to? Um, can you tell the story of not only how the f a firm was founded, but can you tell the story about how the manager or who this individual is who they are, how they go into search, their successes, their failures, and have a really good understanding of that person from a human level. You know, people leave jobs because of their managers. Um, people also join jobs because of who their manager potentially could be. So sure. it's really important to be able to showcase that, um, particularly in search where people are craving development, whether that's a executive search consultant who wants to become a manager and manage a delivery team, or if, whether it's someone who wants to be trained to do more client work. Um, and it's, so it's really important to showcase how that manager is going to be able to benefit that person. The second component has to do obviously with, you know, a, a, what's been previously mentioned, which is COVID-19, what was their experience during COVID-19 and how did they impact? that with and you know i i can kind of somewhat say this across the board the firms who treated their staff unfairly during covid-19 from and when i say unfairly i mean perhaps maybe a better word to describe that would be a lack of regard um and mm. these people were essentially Either, you know, like, you know what, we don't have search roles on, so you're disposable. And they fired much more of their staff than that was needed. There, I've heard stories of search consultants, a hundred of them getting on a Zoom call with a blank screen being told that they were laid off all at one. There was no personable nature to it. And that, again, obviously feeds the narrative of, you know, needing to be able to tell a story of, you know, a prospective manager 
but it also feeds the narrative that how you Im- uh, treated your employees is essentially how you're being treated by the industry today. Yeah. You know, do people want to, people aren't going to want to work for you because they're going to look up Glassdoor. They're going to ask people that know the firm how you were envisioned during that time period. Uh, and I, and I, so I suppose from that perspective, I would say that those are probably the two main qualities of attracting um, really good talent. Um, from our own sake, you know, I think we try to put those things into practice. When we're trying to build our execution and delivery team, you know, marketing is very important to us, but marketing that showcases our response to things that we know that people are discussing in the market, which, as I mentioned, is COVID-19, learning and development, training, um, flexible working. I think people have a much more different uh, view of how their lives mm-hmm. should be integrated with work um, or say disintegrated from work. Um, and so showcasing, I think that we're a search firm that respects flexible working regardless of age or experience, um, a search firm that didn't let go of a single employee during COVID-19 for COVID-19 reasons. Um, and then thirdly, discussing, I think, the development of search consultants within our own team and being able to really showcase their story and how that could be them. And most importantly, you know, these aren't things done in a way just to attract talent. Like these are things that we really believe in. And we can tell in our clients whether they believe them as well. Like if they actually believe that they can develop this person in their career versus a stopgap. You know, we don't we don't want to work with clients that are like that. And yeah. you know, they're treating new hires as, you know, not, not just, you know, workers, but, you know, people uh, that have families that have lives that, you know, that that they ultimately develop over time. And that's an important piece. You're right. What would you suggest a search firm does to bolster their delivery teams and what quality should they be looking for in these leaders? Sure. Um, It is imperative that a delivery function has structure, imperative. If you have a team that is essentially all focused on a variety of different things and different roles, and there isn't a structure to which you bring in a role and there is someone in particular on your team who should be responsible for that role or for that retained search, then you're inherently creating a dysfunctional search practice. So organization is key. Like you have to have organization. The way, you know, you view the quality of your search term team is the way that your clients view your search firm. Um, Your search capacity is essentially what impacts, you know, your relationship with your clients. So when we look at organization of an executive search function, it has to be focused Well, I think one of the most successful ways we've seen search functions be specialized across is within specialism. So, you know, we predominantly work with a lot of search firms, whether they be specialized in life sciences or technology. Mm. A lot of these search firms will have specialists that will, for example, it's a technology search firm, have a specialist working across data science, one in machine learning and AI, another in software engineering one in product. Um, And these specialists ensure that once a search comes in, 
there is a clear view of what you know niche specialist functional leader should take that search. And then that individual can essentially then be trained to develop a team. And that team would ultimately be responsible for that subspecialism within this overarching um, industry group, whether that is technology or healthcare or life sciences. Um, and then that makes it possible for you to then communicate to your clients that we have a delivery function that covers this area. And so your clients over time will ultimately build trust for you to fill any retained search or recruiting um, operation within that niche area. And so being able to build that structure is imperative um, to be able to enable and further generate revenue, but also increase the size of your own organization because you're creating um, functional leaders who then can have people working under them quite easily. It's, a lot, of, upon that. It, it's a lot of great detail you've given us today, Nick. We really appreciate it. Great. I <laughs> hope it was helpful. I think it was. We thank you for your time and, and thanks for providing, like I said, such a detailed explanation of why strong delivery teams are needed and how tempting talent is going about finding these leaders. That's all the time we have here today. I'm your host, Rob Adams, alongside Nick McDonald of Tempting Talent, and this has been Talent Talks.